Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth and final video for 2015. Uh, this is the fourth of my sort of end of the year videos. Uh, this one is going to be looking forward to uh, 2016. Definitely go check out. I did kind of a end of year top five geeky videos and then top five or best of games and then uh, top 10 disappointing games. Uh, this is going to be a quick one. It's just the 10 games that I'm looking forward to in 2016. Uh, haven't done one of these before. You don't really see these in uh, board gaming, but I noticed Nick Meanahan of the Board Game Brawl did one. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do one of these. <laughs> uh, you see them a lot in video games, and actually, that's how I kind of figure out what video games I might buy You know, during the year. I don't get very many, but it's kind of a good way to sort of give you something to keep your eye on. Uh, I will do a quick, couple of quick honorable mentions. The first big one is there's not really going to be, I think, any Essen games here because a lot of times we don't know what those are until we get really close to Essen. So uh, I know Feld, Stefan Feld, has a new game coming out. Of course, I'm interested in that because I usually like his stuff. And uh, I think Louis Rosenberg also has a game, of course. A lot of people like his stuff. Uh, so none of those are going to show up here, unfortunately. And then uh, I have a couple here that I'm really looking forward to, but for various reasons, I don't want to include them on the list. The first one is the new edition of War of the Ring, the anniversary edition. I did spring for that. Uh, I did <laughs> sell off a few games to cover that one. Um, very interested and excited to play that. I do really enjoy War of the Ring. I was on my top 100 uh, this year. And uh, also Chronicles uh, Origins. I don't think this is actually going to get released in 2016. It's going to be kickstarted. It might come out. I've actually played it already, a prototype of it. I uh, really enjoyed it. It's a legacy style game with Dirk Niemeyer of Tesla vs. Edison and Rob Davio, uh, of course, of Pandemic Legacy and Risk Legacy. Really cool. I definitely take a look at this Kickstarter when it comes out. Uh, the other one I've actually played is Hands in the Sea, and because I played it a couple of times, I think I played it three times before I got rid of it. I sent the prototype to another reviewer. I really enjoyed this game. This would definitely be in my top 100 if it was actually published at this point, but it should be coming out this year. Definitely look at Hands in the Sea. It's kind of like a few acres of snow, but different. It's in Rome and all that. A final honorable mention is the new edition of Empires of the Void, uh, which is a game I like almost liked when it first came out. And I think this was Ryan Lockett's first game from Red Raven Games, and I've liked a few of his games. Um, really interesting game. Uh, we had a couple of rules issues from what I remember before, and he had some uh, some sort of downloads that you could print out and things like that to make it better, and it did seem like they would. I never got a chance to play with them, but I'm really interested in taking a look at this. I think it could be an excellent, excellent game, just like with another pass of development and some tweaks. It's, it's a, it was a really intriguing game for sure uh, when I played it. So let's jump into the number 10 uh, most anticipated game by me in 2016, and that is Tyrants of the Underdark. Now, this is a D&D deck building area control game, and that's all I really know about it. It's going to be from Gale Force 9. Uh, really interesting sounding game. Uh, you're sort of in the underworld uh, with drow and all kinds of uh, dark elves and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it has some kind of area control. That's all we know about it. It's going to have some deck building elements. So it kind of vibes me like Forbidden Stars, but D&D. Very interested in this, and Gale Force 9 has really uh, been doing well. Um, I've liked just about every game that they've put out, uh, so I'm very interested in this one. Uh, the number nine, these are going to be really short, because I honestly don't know everything about these games, of course, because they're not out. Uh, number nine is Secret Hitler, and this is by the folks that did Cards Against Humanity. Uh, the name sounds awful, but 
From what I've heard of the gameplay and how it's been described to me, it sounds very intriguing. It's kind of like the resistance or one night werewolf kind of thing. And the idea is that some group of players is going to be the liberals and the other group is going to be the fascists. And the liberals are trying to assassinate Hitler and the fascists are trying to uh, have form a fascist government. But the thing is to get the ability to assassinate Hitler, the liberals have to pass some fashion agenda items or missions that come up to be able to go through with the assassination. So the way the game has been described, it was on Kickstarter. It looks very interesting. I'm intrigued to try this because it sounds very different. It's got some historical flavor to it, of course, um, but just the dynamics of it sound very, very cool where it's kind of like a push your luck aspect. Uh, from the side of the the good guys um, so a little bit different take on the resistance and I'm kind of a sucker for social deduction games uh, number eight is the others this is coming out from cool mini or not the designer is Eric Lang who I have been enjoying more and more of his games definitely recently and it is a crazy co-op style game with these huge disgusting <laughs> gigantic miniatures um, I don't know too much about the gameplay and I don't want to get too mired in the details of that other than it's going to be a very difficult co-op that players are going to be doing and fighting against these these uh, sort of Cthulhu-esque kind of things. Um, I know it's not necessarily Cthulhu, but um, it looks like the super demonic and gross types of things is what I should realize. I shouldn't really have mentioned Cthulhu, but uh, it looks very intriguing and I'm, I'm very sort of curious in this style of co-op, um, especially with Cool Mini or not, and, and they have a good track record. So it looks like it's going to be a very fun game. Um, I wish I could be more specific, but again, I don't really know that much about it. So 10987 is Gloomhaven, and this is coming from the designer of uh, Forge War. And it's going to be, I think, a semi-legacy sort of aspect to it. But regardless, it's going to be a campaign, a dungeon crawl, um, no dice, uh, sort of very sort of mechanically and Euro-driven. Had a chance to sit with him at Gen Con and go through some of the rules and the mechanics and some flow of a turn. I've got videos actually up for that. Um, and it looks like it's going to be very interesting, I think. So a different take on this sort of dungeon cult genre. We've had a lot of games in this sort of area over the last two years, but I think this one might be able to set it and, you know, step apart from the others. It looks very intriguing to me. And then finally, number six is Liberty or Death. Now this is a coin game and I've reviewed several of these games here. You can see I've still got three of them or two of them actually in my collection. That's not a coin game. Uh, and this one is about the American Revolution and it has uh, four factions. The, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting one of the factions. I know the French are in there because I actually played a prototype of it and I was the French and that was very cool. It was uh, different to play. So I love the coin system, big fans of it. And this is sort of a theme that hits home because it's, you know, the sort of history of the country I live in. Um, and I like that I get to play France and other people that were involved and kind of look at it from a high level perspective. I talked to somebody about it and they weren't as thrilled with it because it was um, a little bit higher level than they would like. Whereas they would they I think they preferred Washington's war, if I remember right. Yeah. And. So that was more operational, more logistical in terms of troops and weather and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that's cool. I think that that makes some sense that why you would kind of steer towards that game because that was a lot of the importance of that conflict. But I like this sort of higher level, maybe more political aspect of it. And I did enjoy my play of the prototype. Um, it was an abbreviated play, so, but I did enjoy it. So that's number 
close that. Number six. Number five is Scythe. And this is from Stonemaier Games. And you've probably heard of this game. I think it busted a million or so dollars. It, it didn't hit two million, I don't think. It got really high. That's all I know. I stopped counting after a while, right? But very interesting. I had a chance to sit down with the designer and publisher of the game at Gen Con. Also a video of that uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, looks like a very interesting game, sort of a combination of kind of 4X, maybe like a 3X game, a sort of air control conquest game with some resource management, some really cool miniatures and all that kind of stuff, and some interesting mechanics, uh, I think kind of derived out of like Eclipse or Terra Mystica, kind of, you know, uh, as you're sort of unlocking technologies, kind of in that vibe at least. Um, very interested in this game. I, I don't know who wouldn't be, but uh, definitely go check it out. It was on Kickstarter, like I said, and funded through the roof. Uh, so that's number five. And number four is Defenders of the Last Stand. And if you watch my top 100, I think it was my number five. Five, yes, it had to be my number five, was Defenders of the Realm. And this is kind of the same idea, but set in a post-apocalyptic sort of Mad Max style setting. I know there's some definite tweaks to the game engine, um, but it's definitely in the Defenders of the Realm vibe, and it has a theme which really speaks to me in terms of the post-apocalyptic kind of thing. And from what I've gathered from the Kickstarter page and the designer is that it is a little bit more adventure-driven and less sort of co-op, like tamp out the fire kind of thing. It still has that element to it, but it seems like it kind of bends itself more towards it be a little bit more sandboxy. And so that's very intriguing as well, because that's the one thing that Defenders of the Realm doesn't really quite do, at least out of its core from the base game, even though you can really kind of get into it, just kind of accidentally does it a, a lot of times for me. Uh, and it has, to me now, so many different models and expansions and stuff that it feels like an adventure game because it's different every time you play it because I have, like, everything for it and I just grab whatever. Uh, but I'm, this intrigues me. Obviously, the, the theme is a little bit more intriguing, and it's based on a core system of a game I love, and it's going to be steered a little bit bent towards a little bit more of a sandboxy, sort of adventure-y kind of feel. You know, quests are going to be more important and sort of your individual goals as well as the overall goals of whatever the scenario might be. Looks really good too, I think. Uh, number three is Star Wars Rebellion. This is from Fantasy Flight. Um, this was announced, I think, a month or two ago to some fanfare. And uh, it is basically the... I, I want to sort of be glib and say it's the first trilogy of the movie. So Star Wars through Return of the Jedi. Uh, with one player controlling the Empire and the other controlling the Rebellion. Uh, completely asymmetric gameplay from what I can gather, as well as it kind of feels like to me, and I think some other people have got this vibe too, of sort of like War of the Ring style gameplay, not exactly mechanic for mechanic, but with the asymmetric powers and the different types of things and all the sort of thematic splashes, that kind of style or, or approach with, you know, in the Star Wars universe. and things on a large scale, kind of like War of the Ring is on a large scale, but you also will be controlling some of the individual characters at the same time, because it, that's one of the things that's interesting about Star Wars and the War of the Ring stuff is you have these epic conflicts between Empire and Rebellion and the Free Peoples and, you know, Mordor, but you also have these very personal stories that are very important to the game. And you've got to manipulate those characters and do sort of specialized things that only they can excel at. They're not just like everybody else. You know, they can do cool things. Uh, so I like that style of gameplay. You don't really see a lot of that at all. Um, so that is Star Wars Rebellion. 
Uh, number two is Seafall. And this is a uh, another, I mentioned Chronicles earlier, this is another legacy game. <laughs> this might come out this year, uh, in 2016 anyway. It was kind of thought to come out in 2015, but then they're like, nah, let's keep working on it, which is a good sign. Um, and having played Pandemic Legacy and just a small slice of, cr of Chronicles, um, it's kind of got my hopes up and like, okay, okay, cool. He kind of knows what he's doing now, you know, with all these legacy games. I never played Risk Legacy, but um, so I think all of those development experiences probably are going to definitely inform Seafall. And I had somebody tell me on a bus ride, I was at BGGCon, we were going to a offsite party at Plat Hat Games, and he said, uh, Seafall is way better than Pandemic Legacy. And I was like, get out of town, because <laughs> Pandemic Legacy is my favorite game of the year. Uh, spoiler, if you haven't watched that review yet. Um, and I was like, wow. So, you know, and he was, he was like serious about it. He like looked me dead in my eye and he said, Seafall is way better than Pandemic Legacy. And I was like, no, there's no way, you know, but that's what he said. So I'm definitely hyped about it. That's the number two. And the number one is not yet with title. This is another Gale Force 9 game. And this is the 4X Star Trek game <laughs> that they've announced and should be released this year. Uh, and it's basically a 4X in the Star Trek universe, and it's going to be sold as modules, which sounds kind of cool, where you can get, I guess, I'm just kind of paraphrasing my thoughts of what I think the designers and publishers have said, is you can get sort of the base game, and it probably comes with four factions, I'm guessing. But then if you want to get an expansion, they're just going to sort of sell them as modules, which they've kind of been doing with um, sort of Firefly a little bit and some of these other games. So I think that sounds like a cool idea. So you get maybe the Federation, the Klingons, and uh, the Vulcans, I guess. And then, I guess that's part of the Federation. I don't know. But you can get these things, and then you can just buy whatever uh, race that you want. The Kardashians, the, the Romulans, or for the Ferengi, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, and just add them in that so it can kind of scale. And like, okay, out of the box, maybe it plays four players. But then you know, once you buy all the races, you can have a 16-player 4X space civilization 4x style game or something you know that sounds really neat i think i like 4x games i like civilization games i don't know that this is going to be civilization ish but it's definitely going to be a 4x game and i'll think i'll be able to sort of relate to some of the characters you know the different races that I, you know everybody's kind of familiar with with star trek and again, it's the Gale Force 9 uh, name, which has been, you know, 90% of the time hitting it out of the park for me. Um, so I'm super excited about to try that one. Okay, so that's the, the 10 that I'm looking forward to. I'm sure there's several that I've I left off the list. You know, I made some honorable mentions. I know there's, I had a list of about 20 strong. I said, no, just pare that down to 10. Get it to 10, get it to 10. Uh, so I know there's some that I'm definitely leaving off that I'm still interested in, but this is definitely my top 10 of things that I'm just gonna jump on and look at for sure. So anyway, that's the videos for this year. Thanks.